The Weekly Dish Podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I just got a text from my friend, Joy, who said, frozen brick hash browns are the best food hack. Do it. We love them. Frozen brick. brick Is that a brand? I don't know. And she says, (laughs) sunchoke dish at Eastside restaurant right now is amazing. And we're going to Eastside. I'm going there in the next couple of weeks, so hopefully it'll be there on the menu when I get there. Okay. I'm going to the Guthrie, and we were trying to figure out a place to go before the Guthrie, and Eastside has a wonderful so um, great. set time, two-course option, which I love, and we can have happy hour before, because they also have a great happy hour. Also, uh, Hyacinth on Wednesday nights now is doing a date night, where you get um, two pastas, a dessert and uh, some wine, I think, for 50 bucks. Anyway, it's a great deal. Um, can I just tell you, there is something about the fact that I've been getting three messages, a couple from different people saying sunchokes and Jerusalem artichokes are the same thing. That's from Molly. But then two other people were like, they're not the same thing. And then when you Google them online, there are competing articles. Wikipedia says they are, but then other people like food things are saying they're not. The okay. same. So I think we're going to have a little segment about sunchokes at another time um, because and Hanson's just sneezing a little bit right now. It's all the mystery continues. The mystery continues. We're so gonna the rectangle hash browns, the one that you said. Yes. Is the one they're supposed to buy. Okay. What was in the, the one box. you said? Yes. I don't know. It was like they're in a little box. It's like a whole box and they're like stacked like almost like they'd be sitting on a counter and you just pull one out and you'd be like, oh, here's my hash brown. Okay. Like they're individually formed hash browns. Oh, you know what? I know this because when my mom and dad got divorced years ago, my dad cooked nothing except for square hash browns, English muffins, Canadian bacon, and a slice of cheese. That was what we ate at his house 24-7 the first year of I mean, being with him. I'm not mad at that, but like I don't know if I could eat that for every meal all the time. It was dad's. It was dad. We just call it dad's dad day. Dad, yeah. The, oh, d- dad's cooking. Yeah, so we dad's knew cooking. In that, and then he grilled. <laughs> Those were the two things <laughs> So he hunks could of meat and hash brown with English uh, muffin. English muffin, a slice of square cheese, and Canadian bacon. Okay. Jones's Canadian bacon, which I still buy. Oh, my God. Um, okay, it's top two an hour two. I Stephanie, know, it's top two an hour two. Have? Let's do it. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning. All right, this is the time of the show, you guys. We talk about a couple of things that we are loving or obsessed with or mildly concerned about this week. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. I'm searching for my thing. Okay. So I will tell you that uh, last night the girls and I got to go have a little dinner at uh, La Mesa, which is Yum. in Bryn Mawr. Cute little spot in Bryn Mawr. And they have, it's sort of a Latin American food. Um, and he's in the place where the old Sparks was. Remember John Hunt's Sparks Pizza Place? So that's where it was. 
Now it's called La Mesa. They have uh, something called yapingachos, okay. which are um, kind of like potatoey little things. But it was just, it was like almost like a potato cake, a little mashed potato cake. But okay. they had it with, you know, there was a fried egg on the side and there was, um, there was like salsa and all the good fresh stuff next to it. I just thought I would totally, and I had a little sparkling rosé sitting next to me and I could have housed that entire plate of yapingachos, okay. which is L-L-A-P-I-N-G-A-C-U-H-S, whatever. But the cute place. Also, we had a couple other good things they had. You know, we did like a, a roasted pork and like Honduran and Ecuadorian food. It was really good. And I had a Cuba Libre. Oh, I know. I did see that online and yeah. thought, wow, she's drinking a Cuba Libre. I know. I thought it was there and I thought, let's try it. It's good. I'm still not a rum girl. Like I can't do the whole thing. But Oh, yum. I know. Uh, just not Bacardi white for me. Anything else? Really? So it has to be like a dark, dark caramely, rum. like a Myers yeah. or a Barbados? And, and not like spiced, just dark, oh, delicious, okay, not beautiful spiced. rum. See, can I tell you that the rum is probably my least like known area of liquor because I don't like it very much. And if you and I spent time and I did the whiskeys and you did the rums, yeah. we would come to the middle. You're right. Because they're would. not that far apart. They're not. Okay. My top two is going to be a little weird today. So bear with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last weekend after the radio show, I drove out to uh, my friend Julia's cabin. Yep. And Lori and I drove out there together. And we just had kind of a funny, riotous weekend. Yes. There are four things I'm going to share with you today. Okay. One is a soup. One is a frittata recipe. And those are going to go up on the weekly dish show page. So look for those. Just a good, like, the one was kale, potato, and pork soup. It was delicious. Okay. Okay. The other fun thing that we did, though, was we played this game. Yeah. And it was a great game for a ladies weekend. It was a great game for drinking while you're playing. It was a gambling game. It was a horse racing game with dice and cards. And it was so fun. Okay. And it was called, it was apparently developed by someone at Morgan Stanley. Um, It's called the horse racing game. (laughs) And you basically roll the dice and then you, whatever's on the dice, you take those cards out of the pile and then you start rolling the dice and horse racing and you'd put a quarter in when you'd lose. It was just, I'm not explaining it, but it was super fun. (laughs) And it would be a great game to play with like your family, a big group of friends at the Super Bowl. It's called the horse racing game. I'm going to put a link up. Okay. And my second one, I'm going to tell you after you do yours. Okay. So my other one is just going to be, uh, well, you guys know that I did. I last week after, after we left, I went home and I made pot stickers. Yes. You or did. I didn't make pot stickers. I made steamed dumplings. They looked so good. You guys, those worked out so well. I can't even tell you. And I did already put the stuff up on the weekly dish, uh, Facebook page. So I'm not going to put it up again, but I thought I was looking into this dough and I was looking into how I was going to make it and everything else. And it was like this one blog was talking about how steamed dough for, that you're doing for steamed dumplings versus what you would do for a fried or any are different. They should be different water content. And I got to tell you, it was not hard at all to like sort of round out to cut these little, you know, round sheets and then put them and then fill them with pork, which I just took a bunch of ground pork Yep, from our hog yep. share. And then threw a little bit of like, I threw leeks, I cooked up some mushrooms quickly and threw those in. I threw a bunch of sesame oil and I threw a bunch of soy sauce and I let it sit. I let it sit in all that for, you know, like an hour or two while I was making the little wrappers. And then I just kind of scooped the raw stuff into the middle of the wrapper, pinched them closed and threw them in the steamer basket over the new wok that I had. I can't even tell you how magical that was. Maybe I'll do that. You should do that. But that requires like 
oh, I got to get the steamer basket. I don't really Well, see, and this is the thing is I did, I had found my steamer basket in my garage and that was the entire impetus for doing that because I was like, oh, I have a steamer basket and I just ordered a wok pan. I better use it. But you can use, you don't have to use a basket. You can do a steamer over like a pot of water and a colander, all of it. But it was so easy. And I'm just telling you that like that sort of changed. I'm like, I'm all about like a dumpling game now. I'm in. Like, well, and I Ellie's been making them. dumplings. She's fantastic at it. See, I, this is so weird that it's I'm at crazy. 49 and I've never made dumplings, steamed dumplings at all. Yeah, and that's the kind of food my kid cooks. The, like, she'll make a French macaroon. She'll make right. a dumpling where but you're she's like... On the jur- she's definitely on she that makes journey. bagels. Yeah, she, I, I like bagels. Yeah, she's funny like that. <laughs> okay, my next one. I need you to take off your I am a highfalutin restaurant critic at Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine food editor hat. Uh, we just talked about how I'm going to make like <laughs> jalapeno and cheese chips. So let's be clear. Because you are going to give me the face. But you guys. <sighs> oh, I know what this is. This was good. Yeah. And it's embarrassing that I liked it as much as I did. But we all liked it. It is called. And I'd never heard of it before. I thought it was only a Wisconsin thing, but it's not. It's called Tippy Cow Rum Cream. And there are multiple flavors. There is vanilla soft serve. Okay, this is like, think of Bailey's, but it's rum, and it's delicious, and you just drink it over ice. There is shamrock mint, which is the one we drank the entire bottle at this girls' weekend, and we all liked it. It was like a grasshopper over ice in a glass. And I was all like you. Like, I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be so disgusting. And I love rum, but oh, can I have another, please? It was so good. They have orange cream. We did not have that one. (laughs) They have chocolate shake. Tippy Cow Rum Cream. Okay. In coffee. Sure. We did have it in coffee on the morning that we left. Uh, We just drank it on the rocks while we were playing this really fun game. I mean... You know, it was great. It's like a Bailey's, you know, it's like cake vodka and all the rest. It's not really great, but it's also not as bad as like you think it's going to be. Actually, cake vodka. Really and do bad. you like I, cake vodka is just gross. It's pretty bad. But, but do you like a like grasshopper at a restaurant? But I like an ice cream. Yeah, I would want a big ice like cream, a cream drink. Dinette. Yeah, like it tasted like yeah, that. I it would, was good. I mean, I'm I. Uh, yeah, I so, would not want to like it. And I probably would drink a couple glasses. Tippy cow rum cream. I don't think I'd buy it, though. But and the, the name is so gross. Well, the rum cream, too. You know, like I said, I'm not a big rum person, so that would be harder for you, me. It, I don't even Do know. Do you even taste it? The no, rum? no, no. Because it was all sugar. I don't even flavoring know. It in just your face? was like drinking creme de menthe. All right. I'm open. I mean, I would try ice, it. And I it would, was awesome. I would definitely try it. Um, and I think on the label, too. Uh, real dairy cream, so natural right. and artificial flavors. Well, That's you know, what it says on the oh label. God, like, well, what even course. is that? <laughs> you know, Chan Casca down in yes, in, they have that Valnot. I think it's called Valnot, and it's like a walnut cream that they make down in Chan Casca, which is that winery and distillery down there that we still have to go. We I talk about it all the time. We do, but they make that, or it's a maple Field cream trip. too. But they're doing that whole thing too, where I'm like, if, and if it's made with like some natural flavors as long as it doesn't taste like you know the skinny girl margarita stuff when you taste that chemical tang on the back yeah that that makes me crazy like when it's too processed like that i feel like i maybe should buy this and we should do a taste test just to see okay but that's my top two in hour two i got a game for you and a trashy drink that's delicious yes yeah, and I did yapping gachos and steamed dumplings. So, so there you go. There it is. You never know what you're going to get Here on the go. weekly dish. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We have Stephanie Meyer in-house, and we're going to talk condiments and good things. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish.
Welcome back to the radio show, Weekly Dish. We are joined by our very fun friend, Stephanie Meyer, today. You are one of the Stephanies. You're I the, am one of the Unofficial. The third Stephanie. The third. Shimp is, I think, officially the fourth Stephanie. Yeah. Right. We're um, overdue on a, I know. On a four On staff. a foursome. Yeah. So you've been on the show before, and you are someone that discovered you were having a lot of inflammation and allergies from food, and instead of, like getting down by that you decided hey i'm not the only one this is happening to and i'm a recipe developer and i've written a cookbook and i can do something to help people with this and so you started project vibrancy meals yes which helps people batch cook and learn how to eat healthier in an easier way for them and their family right and then along the way you were making condiments because condiments are an easy way to zhuzh up your weekly roast chicken and some of those things and then you put out like this ebook about 20 condiments. Yes. And I'm fantastically impressed with your condiments situation. Aww, thank you. <laughs> fantastically is a I good know. word. Yeah. So I was like, we have to have her come on and talk about Because I think you were the first person that convinced me that I could make chimichurri. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Ah. Like I just had never made it. Yeah. And you make it all the time. I make it all the time. And and so I was like, oh, chimichurri. Like explain to the listener just your, your simple chimichurri. Sure. It's pretty funny. I did a demo this week making chimichurri and I had to admit that it was not even one of the two recipes in the book because I make it up all the time basically with whatever I have in my fridge. But the basic idea of chimichurri is parsley and oregano and you can make it so many ways you can hand chop it. Um, if you you know follow Francis Mullman at all, the great Argentinian chef, his version is based on salt water, and I, some of those are a little bit more intimidating. I literally throw stuff in a blender and buzz it up. So I have one that's arugula based. I have one that's kind of the traditional parsley and oregano. I do mine um, with mint. I do it with mint. I, the one I made the other day in my little demo was mint, dill, and oregano and parsley. And I kind of go easier on the garlic than the traditional, but yeah, it's basically that and oil and some sort of acid. It can be red, white, and vinegar or lemon. What it's was the simplest, I mean, idea to riff on because it's almost like a pesto that's not a pesto. Exactly. And right. people, for some reason, have an easier grip on pesto than they do on chimichurri. It's right. true. And, and, and it's, it's easier. easier. And it Drinks. goes well with eggs, <laughs> meat, chicken, fish, yeah. roast vegetables, yeah. like the list just goes on Everything. and on. Yes. Why did you decide that the world needed 20 more condiments that you created <laughs> recipes for? You know what happened? The condiments are really out of Project Vibrancy Meals, which are the meal plans. And the every week I have uh, my subscribers make two condiments. And then they kind of mix and match as the week goes on. And everyone loved the condiments. And it was my subscribers that kept asking me, oh, would you put these all in a book? I would love it. I'd buy it. And uh, and so I kept saying, sure, and started talking about it a year ago. And then I didn't get to actually creating it and until, you, now. until now. You were you wrote a paleo cookbook, too. I did. I, that's coming out. Uh, I'll have to come back. Yeah, do <laughs> to come back. Right. Yes, that's um, I'm actually the presale is launching this week starting uh, Monday, but it will be released on March 17th. So as you you're kind of funny to me in a way that I love <laughs> because funny. like you like you cook, you're a one person person. Yes. But you cook like you would if you were cooking for a family and you batch cook and you always you cook a lot. 
But what you cook is simple. It's not super complicated. Right. And it is like the healthy way that I feel like all of us should be eating. You don't use weird ingredients. You eat a lot of plants, but you also eat some fatty meats that are good for you and healthy. When you think about condiments, like what's your number one like condiment hack? You chimichurri might have been it, but yeah, uh, I would say ties all these things together. My number one hack is probably a Vitamix blender <laughs> because everything, most of the condiments I actually are made in a blender. And I think that's the way that they happen for people because you just throw ingredients in there and buzz it up and it's done in five minutes. And I really do think about time constantly when I'm doing recipe development because I know that people aren't going to make things that take a long time. And if you make chicken breasts and you roast them up and then you have like shredded chicken for the week, like the third day you're on that shredded chicken, you're yeah. like, oh. And that's where the condiments come in. Yeah. And that's how I use them in the meal plan so that you, and I often have you make two condiments that are really complementary to each other. So like chimichurri and then maple ginger vinaigrette. Those taste good together. So if you have one of those on part of the meal and then you have the, the other like on the protein, those are good together. But because you made this condiment, you don't have to chop up all these ingredients and, you know, do all this, um, you know, prep work it's just thrown in a blender but you get these big flavors and that's what keeps you from getting bored a lot of your condiments too i imagine you could freeze absolutely and people do and i give freezing instructions um for the ones that work well to freeze but i think Not having yeah and i think also having like the idea that you're making either smaller portions because you're also you're in that process of cooking and so then having them there and using them and sort of keeping them as like a little bit of a a shelf in your fridge to be able to use that kind of stuff. That's the idea of, of getting into the habit of that. Right. Instead of like, because you do batch, you know, like the whole batch cooking is a process, but then having those sort of bright little like accessible things, it kind of gives you a little bit more hope in a weird way. Well, it makes it actually happen. And it's, that's a very good point because the meal plans are all about batch cooking so that you're cooking, you know, quite a bit of food ahead and then you have it for the week. The condiments book is really complimentary to it because the whole rave, I'm, you know, giving these 20 condiments, but then there's instructions with each one for how to make a quick meal with it. So it's sort of the opposite of batch nice. cooking. Yeah. Because some people like to batch and some people like to cook, you know, a la minute. Yeah. How, like how do people riff. get the condiment book? It is an ebook. It is an ebook. Um, it's, I don't have the link memorized. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just um, a link off of my Project Vibrancy Meals uh, website. I'll get it to you. And it's on presale right now. I'm doing like a little cheap presale um, for nine bucks. And then it will be delivered via email because it's an ebook on February 25th. So what are, give us a few of the condiments that are in there besides the chimichurri. Right. Two chimichurris and the maple ginger vinaigrette. Yes. <laughs> There's nice. um, a couple of Caesars. One's an avocado base. One's kind of my cheater Caesar. Um, and then I do something like caramelized onions. I think of that as a condiment. And oh, good. so there's a recipe for that in there. And then, um, gosh, what else is there? Is the ginger scallion in there? The ginger scallion I is love, totally in there. Love, love, love that. Yep. Yep. And is there's a, the like an Asian barbecue but, sauce. Yeah. 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 You know what else I want people? I'm going to put this up. You kind of changed my life when I think tortillas are delicious, but I think they're hard to buy and I can't press them out right when I make them. They just never work out for me. But you introduced me to a plantain oh, yeah. tortilla mm -hmm. that is very easy to make. You blend up basically these plantains in a blender and then you pour it out and you make these 
paleo tortillas. Yes. That are grain free. Yeah. They are so delicious. I know. They're so they're kind of magical because they're really bendy and chewy. And so if you're not eating bread and you're not eating gluten, they are. I remember the first time I made them and I sent them to all you guys. Yeah. And I said, I just ate two pans of tortillas because they were so good to me. But that I can give you the link for that recipe, too. And they freeze like a dream. I mean, if you pull them out of the freezer and put them in a skillet or a toaster, very good. And what are they called? Are they called? They're called plantain tortillas. You can search on my blog, which is freshtart.com. But I think that's the most popular recipe on my It's really great. Stephanie Meyer, Project Vibrancy Meals. We'll put all these links up on our Weekly Dish Facebook page. Thanks Thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming Do you ever shop hungry? This is Stephanie Hansen, and that is a real danger zone for me because I get near the deli counter and all that pre-made food looks so delicious and so easy for me to just grab and go. And if you're at Lakewinds Deli, you know that all the food there is not only tasty, but it is fresh and it's made organically and it is made sustainably and it's made just for that market. The produce in their deli is 95% organic and as local as they can get it. And the meat department, you know that the meat buyer has actually visited all these farms where the meat's coming from. And in grocery, they have no artificial flavors, colors, preservatives, no high fructose corn syrup at Lakewinds. And for the environment, you know that if you get like forks and knives and spoons, that they're compostable and they're using recyclable materials wherever they can. There is no membership required to shop Lakewinds Co-op. You can shop them in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield or shop them at Instacart now. And if you can't find a co-op near you, shop Lakewinds. But if you don't have one near your work or your home. You can shop at any other co-op. They just want to make sure that you're shopping co-ops. We are back on the Weekly Dish. I just put up the link for some kick-ass condiments. There's also a couple of recipes that uh, the maple ginger and the chimichurri. I found a little online link that has those. And yeah, there you go. Oh, and my computer is giving me a little sounds, which is always super extra special. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Charlie Awards that are coming. And these are the local uh, industry awards where they are recognizing people in the industry. They happen on Sunday, February 9th at the Pantages Theater. And you can get tickets if you're interested in going to see the awards. There is no voting that will still be happening. But I just thought um, I would talk with Stephanie a little bit about some of the people that are being recognized And they go through and it's really kind of an industry award, but I thought we can raise up some of these people that are nominated and talk about their outstanding achievements, including um, we have a category for outstanding baker pastry chef. Yes. And there's a guy in this category that I've not been to the restaurant or the bakery yet, but I've heard it's just fantastic. So it's Katie Elsing of the Lynn Halls being recognized. Steve Horton of Bakersfield Flour and Bread. Who I just saw yesterday. And you guys, I podcasted with him. I think the episode launched maybe like three or four weeks ago. It was fascinating to talk with him about his journey. He's he's an amazing, he amazing is. knowledge base about baking and milling and bread and grains. And, and a gift to our community, like a savant is. of and how to get these ancient grains back into our diet. Super nice guy. Um, so he was recognized. And the guy I was talking about that's the pastry chef is Mark Hugh. He's new. He just opened a place on University Avenue. He's a Vietnamese man who went to Paris to train how to be a pastry chef. And he's got amazingly refined cakes and pastries and beautiful things over on University Avenue. 
um, in an area. I mean, like it's, you know, there's not much else over there in that way. It's kind of, and he's sort of this, it's, I mean, it's like stuff that you would assume is like an Edina is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I'm, yep. and it's just beautifully done. And it's crazy how many fantastic bakers we have in our town. It's, like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like we've got Steve Horton doing the grains and we've got John Krause doing Patisserie 46 and, and uh, his uh, lady uh, that he worked with that is competing right now for the silver. She's, she's not competing anymore. She's, she's home. home. Okay. Yeah. She, I saw her yesterday too. But the again in the Coupe de Monde, which Thank is of you. course the international pastry competition that he, of course, when a couple of years ago came back with the bronze medal, so mm-hmm. he took third place as the captain of that of that U.S. team. It's a national thing. It's an international competition. I would say that I, you know, one of the things that we were talking about in the Minneapolis St. Paul magazine about bread and all this kind of and and talking about the decade makers, you know, I, to me, John Krause is one of the ones who came in a decade in this within this decade and said, there's no reason why we are the grain basket of the right. Midwest. You know, we our entire town is built on milling and 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 grains and everything and said, why can't we make this serious again? And. He and between he and Steve Horton and all of these wonderful pastry chefs who are not just about baking cupcakes and cupcake shops, they are contributing to the renaissance of local bread. And I the the bakery lab that John Krause is doing right now on university or on West 7th, where he is training people and 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 these artisans to it's a bread guild and it's it's going to get an international reputation very quickly. Yes. And and it's going to be amazing. Um, a couple of other areas that they're recognizing people, they're recognizing um, the hidden gems. And there's one in here that I just think is such a good hidden gem to talk about. And it's uh, Erte and the Peacock Lounge over in Northeast Minneapolis. They have been there doing that. Um, I would say like a little bit of like a refined neighborhood steakhouse, I guess is kind of how I would describe it. But they have a new owner. Yeah, so that's from the, the last couple of years. Yeah, like about one year ago, they a new guy came and bought it and he's sort of re-energized it and, re, and really kind of lit it back up. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great neighborhood spot to try for a date. They have a great bar there. Um, also, they recognized Victor's 1959 Cafe, which that's an awesome spot. Speaking of breakfast, that's a great place to yes. go for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, they also talk about some of just the restaurant groups that they feel like are making a contribution in the Twin Cities market. And we've talked about Stephanie Shimp and David Burley, obviously, Blue Plate Restaurant Group. But they also uh, recognize the Craft and Crew Hospitality Group, which are doing a lot in the suburbs. Uh, David Benowitz and Luke Durheim. And then Patty Suskin of Yum! Kitchen and Bakery. Patty just has been... I don't want to say around the block because it makes her oh, sound a hundred years no, old. No, she's but... totally been around for a long, long time. And her yum kitchen and bakery is just delicious. It's counter service, but it's a beautiful bakery. They have delicious soups, great salads. I'm her... glad to see her get some recognition. And her patty cake is one of the things that defines the Twin Cities. I don't know about the patty cake. What? I really don't. Tell me about it. You don't know about the patty cake? No, We've I had never the patty had cake that. on. Who... Oh, you weren't here that day. You were on vacation. See see what happens when you go out of town? Yeah. What's the patty uh, cake? The patty cake is like a chocolate cake with white icing that Patty makes that is like beyond ridiculously good. It's okay, like yum. Elizabeth Reese. You know what it was? It was Elizabeth Reese was in here with me because 
we had said that this is one of her favorite things, and then we brought the patty cake on, and it is literally, and you can buy it by the slice, so you don't have to buy a whole cake. You Yum. can buy a cake. It is one of the moist, most delicious, beautiful chocolate cakes, classic things that you can ever have. Yum, the patty cake. The patty cake. Okay, I feel like I need to go and have that right yeah, now. Yeah, you do. You probably do. And any chance you can use the word moist on the radio, that's I'm a good I'm fine day. with the word moist. I don't know what everybody's hang up with with it. You know, not to, this is a weird aside, but Dawn, the radio, radio morning drive Dawn with Jason, Dawn and Jason yeah. and Alexis, she has a hang up about food, describing food words. It gives her like the, like she gets really uncomfortable. So when you say where it's like moist or delicious or creamy, like she delicious? just gets like, yeah, like it gives her like a visceral reaction. She weird. hates it. Weird. Isn't that funny? That's very Because every time I see her now, I like want to say like, if yes. I say crispy, yep. she has a problem with the word cheesy, oozy. Yep, all those words. Okay. I know it's funny. I don't know what to do about that, so I'm There's not going to say anything. To do. <laughs> uh, another category that they talk about is outstanding coffee houses and five watt coffee. Yeah, what they're doing at Big Watt, the company that is behind five watt coffee, I just think is fantastic. They are like not only doing like amazing coffee and coffee blends, but you know the cold brew. But then they're like they're exploring CBD coffee or CBD waters and. They're really getting into like the mood foods and the mood beverage craze, which is a big trend. And we're so lucky to have them here. They've really they've got like a whole lab that they're just experimenting with so many cool stuff. Yes, I agree. Um, Spy House Coffee, which is a beautiful cup of coffee in a very beautiful setting. Um, And then they also recognize Groundswell. And Groundswell is a really sweet neighborhood place over in St. Paul. They have good breakfast, great coffee, good and little bakery bits too. And it's a good just gathering spot. Yeah, and they do a good biscuits and gravy. So there's that. Good. Um, community hero. They recognize Jackie Berglund, founder of Finnegan's. Great, which, we love her. Yes. Also, uh, Kathy Mays, who's the executive director of Lowe's and Fishes. Which she was on just recently. And I know you staff have supported them a yes, lot. Love them. And then Emily Hunt Turner, who is the founder and CEO of All Squares, which is the grilled cheese restaurant in Minneapolis that is helping people that have a history of incarceration remake their lives, not only by giving them a job, which is the start, but giving them coaching and skill sets and life experience to how do you do a resume? How do you balance your checkbook? Does it, I guess that's a terrible example. I'm a hundred. No one balances their checkbook anymore, but how to like, you know, how to balance your bank account or improve your credit Budget. score yeah. or any of those things that you take for granted that when you've been incarcerated, you're not able to put those skill sets together without a little bit of coaching and a little bit of help and just support. Right. Yep. Yep. So, that they, is by what, the way, All Square has launched brunch. So, if you're looking for, I think that they just started, I think a couple of weeks ago, where like they have some brunch stuff there. So, if you're looking for a place to go, put them on the list. Brunch. Do, do some good. I love brunch. So, that is happening. That is the Charlie Awards. It's a awards ceremony that's recognizing people in the industry. We love to just call those people out and say, hey, hey. Hey, uh, hey. Your friend Trish Gavin is nominated. Is it? Is that her last name? Yeah. Okay. Because there's a Trish that works here. That I here? always Yeah. And I always. It's Christy that works here oh. and has the same last name. So I always get confused. Oh yeah. Trish is at Lat 14. She's a bartender who has been around town and worked in a lot of places, but is always brings a really beautiful sense of craft and uh, her her old fashioned right now at Lat 14 is this very light. 
It's made with uh, Toki, you know, which is one of my favorite Japanese whiskeys. And it's this very light and bright old fashioned. If you've had old fashions and you're kind of like, I'm kind of sick of They're how maple heavy syrupy and thick it is. And orange this and- one is ethereal and it is beautiful and it is everything you want when you have a good spicy food and you don't want to battle that spicy food with a big thick sweet thing. You just kind of want a nice little addition into it. I love that. That even makes me want to order it, Stephanie. You're so good at making food sound But delicious. not to Dawn, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dawn has I'm going to work issues. on her. You know that. I'm going to like, actually, I'm going to try to work on her. How, Dawn? Dawn have you had any creamy, cheesy, oozy food lately? <laughs> she has an association issue, I believe, then. She does. She also, like, there was one other area that it comes out, um, and I can't remember what it was, but yeah. So it, okay. I've been on the morning show for six weeks. There was an official announcement that Alexis will be coming back. I am on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. She will be back in her seat on Thursday of this coming week. So it'll be fun for everybody to have her back. And we'll have to have Alexis on to talk about babies and food. Yeah. Because that's like when you start like figuring out, like, what are you going to feed your children? Well, she has to get over the math because first of all, it's all math. How much of this did you eat? How much, how many hours did you sleep? Okay. How many, how much time has it been between this? How many ounce, like all the math that happens? Yes. And then you can get into the thoughts. And then you move forward. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, You're listening to the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. We've had a fun time with all the people in the studio and talking about so many great things. Um, if you missed any part of the show, by the way, don't forget you can find it on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast One or wherever you go, there's the Weekly Dish for you. And you can tune it up while you're on the treadmill or whatever you're doing on your pre-Sunday. Yeah, your batch cooking on your pre-Sunday batch cooking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do that. Yes, do that. Um, so there's a lot going on in town this weekend, actually, besides just the Super Bowl. Stephanie, can you clarify the City of Lakes Luminary Lopet and luminary the change Lopet. there? Because people are feeling stressed out about it. Okay, well, basically, I don't know what's the change. It's just it's basically on Lake of the Isles. People think that you have to pay $30 to go do the Luminary Lopet. Um, I don't think you, I, I, here's the thing. I think you can just walk into it. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for like saying bust the gate, but I do think it's, um, I do think you can just walk it. And then there's a big party at the end. You don't, you have to have a glow stick. You have to buy And I think it's $10. I don't think it's $30. Is it? Okay. While you're talking, you're going to look it up. up. Yep. Um, but basically what the deal is, is that you can snowshoe, you can walk, you can cross country ski, however you want. And it's on Lake of the Isles and, you, and it's candlelit path that has fire dancers and, you know, all sorts of crazy good things that are happening at the same time. Um, and what you can get out of that is just, you know, access to all the fun stuff. And then you can um, and then you basically at the end, I think that there is a party where it's over by the lagoon, and that's where you your glow stick gets you a free beer. Okay. Okay. So the Luminary Lopet. You Ugh. can walk, snowshoe, or ski through the fun-filled candlelit night on Lake of the Isles. Oh, it looks like there is. Maybe you guys are right. Maybe I It is from 6 okay. to 10 p.m. You can still kind of break into the path, maybe. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you. They, it looks like they have start times now where they have waves starting and that you're supposed to wear your glow stick on the outside of your coat. If I'm not telling you to go buy your own glow stick, but I'm saying that uh, ski, you know, basically that gives you entrance to it. And it looks like, I don't even know, is it, is it fit sold out or not? Uh, Dr. Mambo's Combos will be playing at the party, Surly Beer. The 
Luminary Party is free for registered Luminary Lopit participants and $10 at the door for everyone else. I mean, 10 bucks. So there you go. Okay. Um, did you know that there's a there's a whole ice bar and curling sheets set up outside of the free house in North Loop? No. This weekend, those curling sheets are open access. So if you feel like you want to go do some curling, I think you could. They have an ice bar out there. They're calling it Social Ice. And so that's out in the what's now the Nordic Plaza, which remember was that parking spot, that parking area next to Freehouse. And it is now a couple giant buildings. And then there's also like an outdoor area. Yeah. So that's kind of cute. Also shouting out that your boy Jason is at Smack Shack with his biscuits because Betty and Earl's is popping up at Smack Shack today. And so those guys are there. You can go if you haven't made it out to Rosedale to get the Betty and Earl's biscuits. You can get them at Smack Shack and they have some biscuit special like, you know, kind of collaborative pop up with the Smack Shack kitchen. So yum should be fun. Yes. His biscuits are real good. They're really good. I'm just going to say. I know. They're so good. Um, okay. So here's the other thing. Global Soup Cook-Off today, which is one of those fun things at the Midtown Global Market that is just, you throw a $5 donation in, you meander around the market, you get some inspiration for soup because Lord knows we're all eating a lot of soup right now. And um, you can try things from Holy Land, you know, Moroccan flavors. They're all doing it. And so you just get a sample and you get to vote on the best. Kind of a fun way to meander around, you know. Can I call out on Instagram too? our friend J.D. Hovland? He is eating soup pretty much every day. And when you look at his Instagram page, he just has all of these different soups in the Twin Cities. And there are places you've never even heard of. And the soups look so amazing. It's kind of my favorite pastime is to look and see what soup he's eating. Um, I'm going to I'm working on a soup package that I'm going to put together in the next couple of weeks. But it's fun to really look at what he's been eating. Yeah. So check him out on Instagram. He's done this before with different things. He's he done did the, it with chicken wings, the winter of wings. Yep. And then he also did something else before wings. I can't remember what it was, but um, they're basically. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a good. He's a little bit of a sociologist, it turns out. Yeah. I think that's the best way to think about it. Um, I wanted to put this out to Weekly Dish listeners because I think it's important. Intuitive Content, which is Andrew Zimmern's production company. They do TV. You know, they're working on doing TV shows and things like that. They have put out a casting call. And what they are doing is they are seeking families with strong food stories, recipes, and traditions. Like if you're there cooking Sunday night for your family, you know, always like that's a big thing every Sunday in the kitchen. If you have traditions around food harvesting and growing, or maybe you just have a grandma known for the best apple pie in the country, they are doing a show around that. And so they're this is a casting call. They're looking for people to put onto their TV show that have these strong food traditions. Fun. So if you guys are out there, you just have to kind of respond to casting at intuitivecontent.com. And uh, it's in the feed, too, if you want to. It's the link into it. So I will say if anyone's listening to and they produce television shows, Stephanie and I are available for a television show. Um, We could do it weekly, monthly or daily, actually. Let's be clear. We would share with you food tips. We could do recipes. We could do fun things to do about town. And I would even dip into some fashion if you're interested. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Like the best face masks. Lordy, Lordy. I mean, come on. Just call us up. You can DM us. We're ready for our tv debut i'm 49 and slowing down <laughs> not know. with me or not. i can't do a daily show yeah you can if i'd have we to curl my hair show, every day yeah yeah we'd have stylists <laughs> if i had someone doing my hair for me then stephanie this is the someone power of negative intention we want the power of positive okay. intention we want a tv show do we we I'm can glad you 
We can fit it into our daily lives. Okay. We can. This is okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm intending it for us. Okay, you're I'm going to bring you along it. in my manifestations. I'm, I will I will be with you on that intention. Then. I know, you will. Um, let's talk about the Unleashed Tops and Hounds that just opened, which is so cute. Have we talked about this? The indoor dog park. You have a dog. Would you bring your dog? Your dog is 100 years old, though. Would you just be nice to my dog for one second? She's why on her I, deathbed. Why do you think that's mean? I just think, I don't think it's mean. I think it's amusing. Because every time I talk about my dog, you go... Oh, is she still alive? I, your dog is She's amazing. 15. Your dog is eternal. I, I think know. your dog may be an immortal. She might be because she, she might, found me on I the know. highway, side of a highway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She may be an immortal. God, she's maybe a dog spirit, Stephanie. She, I'm telling you. I would take my dog anywhere. She's great. Does she Does she do well in dog parks? Yeah, she's perfect. Okay. She is the perfect dog, honestly. She goes out, she goes to the bathroom out, she goes out twice a day. Oh, that's it. Yeah. She's, does she do well with other dogs? Absolutely. Loves them. You should totally go to this place. It's really cute. Unleash Tops and Hounds next to the farmer's market. Six bucks. You, you'd have to register your dog before you go just so that they know that there's vaccinations and everything else. But um, you basically show up. You can let her run around. She can play with other dogs. I I don't have, you know, a lot of like the social dog thing that's happening with people these days where they're, your dogs are your children. You know, my daughter has a dog that Winnie the Moo is her child. Is her child. And, that's, yep. and I love Winnie like crazy. But like I don't that's that's like a life now. People are like they take them on dates. They go to places and more and more restaurants like we were talking to the craft and crew people. They are definitely making space in hospitality for animals. And I think it's interesting. But it is I, it's interesting. New to me. It's totally new to me. It is interesting. Yeah. And so this Unleashed Shops and Hounds, I think it's a smart idea to have a dog park where your dog runs around and plays with other dogs. You go and you can get grab a beer while they're running around and you can come back out and hang out. You can get a hot dog and and, and watch them through the glass. It's really interesting. It is to have. Cause it's some smart. of these Some of these uh, breweries are kind of like dog parks anyway. Like Lakes and Legends can be kind of dog parky on the weekends. Yeah. Able seed because, but you can't let them run. You won't let that. Like the dogs that's aren't like right. running in the yeah. breweries. But this one, I mean, like God, there was a big husky. I was in love with this husky, and he just was like, Poosh, like running in circles, and he was like leading the pack. It's very entertaining to watch yes. dogs in a pack mentality too. Like, and if you have, it's just very entertaining. I think to watch dogs interacting in a pack as humans at Christmas time. In our my stepmom's house, there were six of our dogs. Which seventeen of us and six dogs. It was kind of crazy, actually. But three of the dogs were big dogs, two were middle, and one was small. But watching all those dogs yeah. figure out the hierarchy and who's who and interacting with their people, and it was very entertaining. We could have just watched the dogs the whole weekend. Right, right. And that's and so here's the deal with this unleashed tops and hounds. Also, if you are not a person who owns a dog, you can just go into the bar and sit at the glass and watch dogs. And I Which thought that's fun. also a very heartwarming thing to do. Like, it's good for your soul to watch dogs. I agree. All right. That's all I got for you guys. Other than Trax Burgers Bar opened at the Fillmore this week. Or it opens on Monday. I'm going there on Friday. Next Friday? Yes. There's an opening. And yeah, we're going to see Nookie Jones. I have that on my list, too. Oh, are you going to go? I'll see you there.